Bonjour. On va commencer. Are you ready, Rhea? Can you please take this seriously? Your tone today is very, very unappreciated. I'm practicing. For what? Being a bitch. You need practice? <gasps> Snap! Hello, everybody. You're listening to Who Run the Time, a spin-off of Who Run the World. But before we explain what Who Run the Time is, let me introduce myself and my co-host. My name is Rhea, and I'm here with one of my besties, my sister from another mister. The Grinch of Christmas. The opposite of the Grinch of Christmas. I'm the Santa of Christmas? Yeah, you are the only one of our friends in Dubai who has a tree. It's not because of me. Guys, my name's Marilyn, which Ray, I forgot to mention. I pointed out you for you to say Marilyn. I know. I just <laughs> <laughs> and it's lovely to have you here for our special Christmas episode of Who Run The Time, which is a spin-off that Raya and I started in the middle of the pandemic when we were locked down together where we told everybody about the things we were doing to run the time but lo and behold after lockdown was over time continued and we were still running it thank so, goodness it's running right so why not share with you what we do the things we like the people who entertain us the people who entertain us the person who bought the christmas tree great intro dun, dun, dun. so we have a very special guest today he because it is a he is a guest that we've been after For maybe he's, years. He's coveted, you know. He's been mentioned on the podcast quite a few times. Multiple times. But uh, he played a little coy with us. Hard to get. Unlike what he played like when we met. Ooh, so <laughs> from Marilyn's flirtatious tone, many of you have probably guessed that our guest is Hadi Kabbalan, a.k.a. Marilyn's husband. A.k.a. Rhea's friend. <laughs> you always have to bring it back to you, don't you? Of course. So, Reyes, friend, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm around. I'm alive. I'm referred to. I'm not on the podcast. But now I am. Now you are. And the reason we're having you on the podcast today, Hadi, the reason you agreed is because this podcast is about Christmas. The true, actually, Santa of Christmas is not you nor I. It's Hadi. So Hadi ordered a Norwegian tree. It's from Norwegia? Norwegia is not a place. <laughs> I know it's Norway, okay? And you know when he ordered it? January. In November. <laughs> Beginning of November. What? Because he could not contain his joy at the thought of having a real tree. For the first time ever, perhaps. You know how long it takes two dudes to carry a tree from Norway <laughs> to Dubai? How long? It just arrived. It took a that long. Ago. So they walked here? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. You have to have a natural tree. Tell us why you love natural Christmas trees. It's the smell. There is no smell from a plastic tree. But you can get those um, spray, spray things. things. What else? <laughs> you get a spray. Yes, and so we have a very magnificent tree that we are decorating. And this year we also asked our friends who are coming over for Christmas dinner to bring us each one ornament so that we would always have a memory of them on our Aww, tree. Oh, that's so cute. I was very nervous because I got mine. The ornament that I got, I was sure that Hattie would like it. And Marilyn would hate it. Not hate it. You would like the concept of it. But Marilyn's very picky about her color schemes. Is it blush or grayish? No, it's neither. <laughs> Fail. Stop it. I won't sleep till Christmas. Rhea, we will be happy to receive any gift that you give us. And on this topic, actually, today's episode is uh, based off of a holiday giveaway that we organized where we asked our audience to send us voice notes depicting either the best or the worst gifts that they've ever received. We thought it would be nice to kick off the episode by asking 
one another, and each other. What do you think makes a great gift? Ooh. You know, a lot of people aren't getting gifts. A lot of people are in a tough place. You know, it's this time of year. I think one just generally needs to be grateful any gift. Although we're going to make fun of some of the gifts, but but just to note that uh, just having having that thoughtfulness, regardless of whether it was a gift you like or didn't like, something to uh, to cherish. And that's my husband, ladies and gentlemen. He's right. I know. He's right. And, and that is to say that we, we do acknowledge the privileged position of what we're about to talk about today and that not a lot of people are lucky enough to, to wake up Christmas morning or in any morning with the gifts under the tree. And we're actually going to link to different charities and things like that that y'all can donate to to make sure that those less fortunate than us could receive. I definitely agree and I don't think it's ever a requirement that anyone would send us gifts. But also gifts are a really interesting occurrence in in relationships, right? Like whether it's a friend or it's one of the love languages. There's a reason why it's one of the love languages. Gifting is one of the love languages. Even if you're just gifting somebody the last bite of your meal, you know, that's still a gift. It's a gesture and it's about giving people something when there is no expectation or reason for you to do that. Some gifts are on point and some gifts are not. We thought it would be funny and lighthearted to just take a moment to discuss that. You know, this year has been full of a lot of like tough moments and reckonings and expressing gratitude for what we have. And it's okay every once in a while to just take a breather and be silly and have a good laugh while still being mindful of the fact that we have first world problems. So we asked our listeners to send us stories of uh, their best and worst gifts. And we're going to go through some of them and maybe comment or maybe they'll elicit some memory for us and we can tell our own stories. It's always been a great dream of mine. To give unsolicited opinions and comments <laughs> and advice. So we're going to talk about different kinds of gifts. Secret Santa gifts, gifts from loved ones, partners, friends, family. Because we got good stories. We got some great stories. And people, they showed up with their stories. Yes, we did receive a lot. How and many? We, we must have received about 20 of them. We're not going to be able to feature all of them. No, but everyone who did send their stories and who do not hear them tonight, just know that they were received and appreciated. They were like a gift. All right, Secret Santa. So we're going to kick off this very special Christmassy episode, follow mm-hmm. la la with a story from Tara Rara. Tara Tayan, who was our guest. Who was our guest a few episodes ago on the Friendship episode. For those who did not listen to that episode, Tara is one of Marilyn's best, best childhood friends. And this story that she chose to share with us, Marilyn was the gifter, so... The floor is yours. I shall recount. So me and my friends from school, we've been doing Secret Santa for like 20 years or something. Of course, after a certain time, we all moved out. You know, it was a little bit harder to figure out what other people wanted. Long story short, the girls were trying to say like, what if we just tell each other what we wanted? And Tara and I were resisting that completely. Instead, we said what we wanted the gift to make us feel. Tara said she wanted a gift that would make her laugh. So we were having the Secret Santa dinner at Kaline's house. I wrapped up a really old pair of like sunglasses that didn't even have the glasses anymore. It was just the frame. And so I gave them to Tara. She opened it. She's like, what is this? And I'm like, these are magic glasses. All you have to do is wear them and then you will see the world differently. And I got really lucky with the timing because like literally like the second she put them on, the mariachi band that I had booked for the occasion knocked at the door of Karin's house, walked in and cucarachad us out of there. Question. How did you think of that? You know, I don't know, but I knew that I wanted to do something that would be like something that happened during that dinner. If she was going to be happy about it, then we could all share in that joy and it would be a common moment for everybody. More Secret Santa stories. More Secret Santa stories. I have a good story. 
when we used to work together at Keyword for one of the Christmases, we did Secret Santa. And just a little bit of context, we were about 60 people in the Beirut office. It was very tough for you to figure out who had yeah, you. Yeah, you can play detective as easily. Exactly. I'm a very curious person, as you guys know. And so I would ask everyone who they had as their secret Santa. And then my secret Santa, who was John, who sat right behind me, <laughs> decided that he wanted to totally mess with me. And so what he did is he got a group of the people I was closest to at the office and convinced some of them to lie as to who they had to completely throw me off. So that That's in, an elaborate mm, schema. And then in the chain of lies, he was able to lie as to who he had. So I completely mm. had written him off. And at the time, I used to sit right next to the printer on our floor. And so he kept printing messages that would just like <laughs> pop up while I was sitting and working. And it would be everything from like, oh, Merry Christmas from the fourth floor. We were on the third floor. Or like John and I both love Mean Girls. So he would print memes from Mean Girls. So like one day he printed Gretchen and wieners and and regina jordan all that like singing um jingle bell rock you know that scene from mean girls i think the printer thing is really genius it was brilliant it's such a great delivery system also creepy it is actually it's like one of those movies (laughs) (laughs) it's a good thing he didn't send you a death threat it's like one of those movies where you get the text messages that are random you don't know who it's from then you walk into your house and there's someone with a knife in the bathtub i'm never sending you anything via fax unless i want to scare you we don't own a fax. You don't? Do you? Yeah, I have three. <laughs> <laughs> this is two stories where the delivery system is very key. Now, we also have less fortunate stories. Ooh. Let's play the Farah clip. The first worst gift that comes to mind is one from Secret Santa back in high school. We weren't, like, good friends. We just, you know, we're classmates. And he gave me this, like beige turtleneck shirt thing that was nowhere near my size and usually you know when you get clothing size can be like a weird subliminal message or something about what they think your size is it seemed like something he might have grabbed out of his sister's closet and just threw in a bag suffice it to say i don't think i've received (laughs) a good secret santa gift ever so much to say about this gift first of all is it camel or is it beige? <laughs> that is an essential but question. But why is everyone so opposed to the color beige? Because it doesn't suit anybody. I don't agree. It's like wearing your own skin. But Hadi's wearing beige now. He's wearing beige pants. And shoes. I'm wearing golden camel. Golden camel. Like a golden ring? Five golden, golden rings. So I totally agree with Farah. Like, first of all, <laughs> if you get the size wrong, that's really like a sign to somebody so would you rather get something that's too small or too big on you because i think both ways is kind of shitty because if it's too large then they think that you're extra large and then if it's too small it's like are they trying to tell you something if it's too big like maybe you can just tell yourself like okay they don't know my size but if it's too small and then they force you to try it on in front of them and and you look like (sighs) a fucking cow in it like that's really shitty and that actually reminds me of a gift i received i had a boyfriend once who got me a top from Aishti, which is like the high-end department store in Lebanon, which if you know me, you would never buy me something from there. And it was a red top. Also, red is not your color. Red is not. I don't own anything red. And it had a big opening around my chest. And then it had a leather collar that I had to tie, a black leather collar. Is leather your fabric? Leather is not my fabric. Red is not my color. And I certainly don't enjoy looking like a slut. No offense to people who wear red or leather, but it's just this top was incredible. It was too small. God bless him. He was a really nice guy, but oh my God, 
I just felt like a cow trying to put that thing shitty on. gift. Especially coming from a boyfriend. Is that how he wanted you to dress? Yeah, I don't know. It's not how I dressed. It wasn't appropriate for him to want me to dress that way. We come to another pillar of gift giving. What message are you sending with this gift? You mean like thoughtful versus directed? What does that mean? Like what Rhea was saying, that you want someone to act or feel some way. Yeah, I was going to say like a gift also represents oftentimes what you think the other person will like. Exactly. And so it's tricky. If you're going to get something like a top, you better fucking be sure that this is something somebody's going to love. That's why I don't touch clothing when it comes to gift giving. You know what else you shouldn't touch? Pate. Here's another boyfriend story of mine from when I was a teenager. I was 17 to be exact. And yes, you know who you are. And yeah, it was a shitty gift. So Christmas. And it also, if you're a listener, keep listening, please. <laughs> like we don't want to. We appreciate you. Know, if all of my ex-boyfriends stopped listening, you know what would happen to our audience? We'd have zero listeners. I know. <laughs> my husband is not But you know what's funny? At all. The one guy you did end up with. Never listens to our podcast. So but he's in it now. Is that the secret to happiness? It's a lose-lose situation the way I see it. <laughs> That's a good point, Razy. So my boyfriend, when I was 17, he got me three objects for that Christmas. He got me a hamper of pate, different kind of ham. Only like, pate? Yeah, like it was or duck was pate it a Christmas and then hamper? duck confit and then Were you a rabbit. foodie at 17? I like to eat. So I feel like... If I ever were to come for Saturday lunch to your house and I got you guys a hamper with really good pate, really good duck confit, you would I'm actually... 17. It would be awesome. Yeah, totally. I'd, I'd eat all of that. Today, you would love it. Yeah, so that makes me think it was probably Are a gift. Are you going to get some quince with that too? <laughs> sure. <laughs> some cheeses. I'll always get you cheeses, Hadi. So the gift doesn't end here. Two more things. One was a light bulb. Bayonet or screw? <laughs> I think it was bayonet, but uh, what was specific about it was the filament of the ginormous light bulb. Um, Did it come with a lamp? There was no lamp. It was just a bulb. I don't know where I was supposed to screw it in, but we won't go there because we're staying PG. But the filament spelled out the word love. I don't know if the love was for me or for the pate. The bulb would have been a great gift if he finished. If it had a lamp. If he finished. <laughs> if he finished. No pun intended, but maybe. If there was a lamp. If there was a lamp. Attached to the bulb. Could have saved a ton of money on the pate. And then, item number three in the gift. This uh, angel that was carved from like a piece of wood. And it had like a tuft of hair that was made out of whatever, some shitty plastic thing. Like it had hair. You know what I did? I was so upset. You threw them out? No, I cut the angel's <gasps> hair. And then I glued it on his armpits and his private parts. Hold on. <laughs> How did you glue it on his armpits and his private parts? Like he was a, he was a flat wooden thing. No, I get it. But Just what's the situation the that you... Yeah, I was upset. Angel. He was sleeping? Not the man, on the angel. On the angel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <so laughs> Although that's a much better idea. I okay. should have done that. First of all, maybe I'm sexist and I think all angels are women. <laughs> no, most angels are guys, actually. <laughs> I thought you put it on your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> no. I was like, but wait, how but logistically... That's a great idea. I should have done like, that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, first of all, what went through my mind was you would have been a very scary 17-year-old. Two, if I want to zoom in on the gifts, the pate, total failure. The light bulb could have been cubed, but where's the lamp? The angel, unnecessary. <laughs> there was nothing in that gift that worked. The angel was just nothing like... Nothing in that gift worked. But 
Luckily, there are better stories about couples that we've received. Oh, we received some very touching ones. Mm -hmm. One of which is from Suzanne. My favorite Christmas gift was a vintage signage that uh, my partner took off from a gas station. And he had to climb up to take it. Obviously, the gas station had been closed for a couple of years. Her partner had to go to this, like sort of gas station that had been defunct or whatever for a couple of, I don't know if that, that's a word but you know had been used in a couple of years and then he had, a, he had to convince a bunch of the dudes that were lingering around in that neighborhood to like help him go up a really tall ladder and dismount this thing and put it in his car and take it home it's very Wes Anderson if you think about it does she still have it? yeah yeah it's the effort that's put into the gift not all gifts that are good need to have hours and hours and planning and thoughtfulness and life risking and things like that. However, there are some gifts that do require a bit more preparation and stuff. So it's always nice to hear of these stories where someone really goes above, above and beyond yeah. to get something truly special. Also, this is something no one else has this. Like, I don't think many boyfriends or girlfriends stole signage from a gas station no in Lebanon. No one's ever stolen signage from me. Either. We also have another really cute story from a couple. Yes, we do. And this one's from Noor. This one involves music. Listen up. I have two favorite birthday gifts. The first one is a record player that Mark got me a few years ago, and he used the same record player to propose to me last year, so it's doubly special. My second favorite gift is my friends banding together to buy me a, my first cell phone and my first line, which is incidentally the same line I still have today, 17 years later, and I've never owned another line in my life. It's very beautiful to have a gift that keeps giving. Both of them actually are like that, right? So the first one is a record player that was gifted a few years ago and then reused in order to propose. And the second one is a phone line and she remembers it every time she picks up her phone. And I think it's super interesting to have these gifts that are like constantly creating Memories. joy or value. There are other gifts that keep on giving that are less fortunate. You want to share our next story? Ah, yes. This is from Mira. This one involves animals also i would like to say that no animal was seriously harmed in the making of this voice note nor in the making of that gift i uh, once received a cat it was my 16th birthday my high school boyfriend decided to gift me a cat it was a stray cat which had been given shots and he bought it over in a nike shoebox as soon as I opened it, it started running around. It needed some air. My mom, who I was living with, obviously, at that time, decided to very apologetically hand it right back to him when the dinner was over. It lived in his uh, drum set, or lived out of his drum set for about two weeks, and then I think it just ran away. He named it Ming-Shi, because that's apparently my my name in Chinese. <laughs> in case you're wondering, it was the worst gift. <laughs> Mira is not really, I don't, is not a cat person. Neither was her mom, evidently. Neither was the dude. Nobody was a cat person in this story. If I give you a cat or a dog or a pet, I better know for sure you want it. Exactly. Also, I better sh know for sure that you're going to take care of this little yeah. being. So, for example, one of my ex-boyfriends got me um, Muji, my first cat, who passed away last summer. I love that, but I really wanted a cat. I was ready. Anyone who knows you knows you're a cat person. You would be a good caretaker for cats. What's next? What's next? All right. 
Now we're gonna go into the family chapter. Whether it's your partner or your family, you would think those are the people who know you the best, right? But it's not always the case. We have a hilarious story from someone who does not want to be named. Speaking of animals. <laughs> this is someone whose mom got them. You know those sets for the bathroom? You know, like the cover for the toilet seat and like the, the thing you put your toothbrush in. Floor mat. The floor mat. And guess what the pattern was, Rhea? I know what the pattern was. Tell everybody. It was leopard. It was leopard. And this was a gift by that person's mom. Just to caveat, this person... Hates leopard. Hates prints. That's hilarious. Because the thing is, that's another pillar of gift giving. What is it? Don't get someone something that you like. This is something probably that the mom would have loved for herself. Could be. But maybe she already had a set. Maybe her husband doesn't like leopard. So she did the next best thing <laughs> and give it to her Can daughter. Can you imagine getting that for Eee. Christmas? What a catastrophe. Also, like like a bathroom set, period. I don't want to receive that, that for Christmas. Like, no. that shouldn't be a gift. No, that's part of the house's setup. You buy it when you're buying the toll. So often, you could substitute that with a card. I always say I would rather get a card and not a gift. You all know this. Okay, Ria, I'm never getting you a gift for the rest that's of fine. eternity. As long as you give me a nice card, I'll be okay. Did you ever get a gift from your family that you liked, Hadi? Yeah, so like I think that there are some gifts that sort of, especially when you're a kid, they define your path in many ways. And I think my first computer was one of those where you think about it and it's like, if I had never had that gift, I might have taken a totally different path in life. The fact that I had that gift... Made you who you are. Yeah, in many ways. And so that for me is very memorable. It's also one where... It was an expensive thing and it was something that, that I appreciated that wasn't without other sacrifice. I mean, things like that, I think those stand out. Like they're more special because they sort of push you one way or the other. For kids, I think it's it's important to, um, if all you can get is the bathroom set, get a card or have a, have a chat or whatever. But if you can get something that, that can push curiosity or that can enable an interest it makes a big difference you're making me think back to two gifts one from my mom and it always used to happen around christmas you know when these people try to sell you i don't know if you guys remember the encyclopedias and mom had bought three or four of them for us one about animals one about the planet one about whatever i have spent so much time with my nose deep into those books because really? there was no internet right like there was no other source of entertainment besides watching tv and so instead i would pull out a book and read about some random fact and i credit a lot of the stuff that i know but also my curiosity about such a diverse range of topics to having those encyclopedias but also another gift that you made me think about hadi with your story is a gift from Helmut. So Helmut's one of my mom's best friend. He's German. And he would always come to Lebanon once or twice a year. But if he came once, it would always be like just before Christmas. He's the one who taught me how to draw. Over the years, he kind of graduated me from like the really shitty like color palette that's like super cheap and plasticky and not that great to kind of upgrading the paintbrushes or upgrading the paper to getting me a new palette where the colors could be replaced individually and so you could decide which color you wanted to include. It's a process that went over years. Also showing me like how you reward continuous dedication. It's funny like the, the, the things you remember from when you're a kid. My parents normally for Christmas you get to choose one big gift. And I remember one year I was like, oh, I want the Asterix and Obelix bond dessinée, these comic books. 
and my parents were like that's it like that's all you want and i was like yeah that's what i want and so they got me all of them oh wow and that's something throughout my childhood the one gift my parents would never object to were books i would go into the bookshop and my dad bless him was so patient he would bring his newspaper and he would let me roam around and i would get 20 books and we'd sit at the coffee shop and i would take my time in choosing and he's like okay how many do you want and i would be like i want these four He's like, "Okay." And even though those are not an occasion gift, right? It's not like my birthday or whatever, but in the end it was a gift because he would get them for me. It would encourage me to keep reading and mm-hmm. to exploring and my imagination or my creativity. I think that it stemmed from those books that Access my parents. To that. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me also my mother's aunt every single birthday and Christmas for every year I ever can remember, she would get us the same gift and it was a notebook, pencil, a sharpener. an eraser and a ruler she would buy them in the village supermarket and they would always put them in these brown paper bags every time she gave it to us she would say what i'm giving you is the gift of writing and reading because i wasn't lucky enough to go to school but you wow. are and you need to value it that's super powerful and that's why even today whenever friends of mine have children i think of what I want to get them and I always get them books. Yeah. Where the wild things are, the giving tree, right. something to like kind of have their imagination. And on this note, we've been talking a lot about family and I think that that's also because we miss our family and there is no greater gift that we could have received than to be with them this year, but we can't be. Yeah, because of the pandemic. That's why we wanted to have this um, little fun episode poking at some gifts. reveling in front of others but the truth is that if you're with people you love this christmas there is no greater gift and it's not about the things i was joking before and talking about the card and saying like i'd rather receive a card and not a gift and stuff and the truth in that is it's more about the people that are around and being surrounded by the ones you loved and and i think it's all hit us a little bit now that we are not going to be with our families yes we're going to be with each other which is also a gift in and of itself our chosen family but also not being with our loved ones and not being able to see them i haven't seen my family since march i haven't seen my brother since last december last christmas so it kind of was a fun way to remember some of the different exchanges that we've had. It's a way to also as Hadi said at the beginning of the episode to be thankful that we are surrounded by people and we are privileged enough to be able to express our love through our gifts. Yeah. And for the Lebanese Christmas is a big thing because it's yeah. when we get back together. And on that note, I will actually love to end this episode with a voice note from my brother who I haven't seen in a year who towards the end sums it up quite perfectly. And before we let Dirch take over, we just want to wish everybody a happy new year and a merry christmas. Let's bid this strange year a happy farewell and we hope that you're able to spend some of it with people that you love, that you only receive gifts that you like and that you have a gift receipt with those that you don't and that you receive cards. And you know what? Thank you for giving us the greatest gift of all. Your time. Hadi, thank you uh, for peppering uh, our lives an episode with uh, your wisdom and humor. Your nuggets. True song. Luli, are you ready for another year? I'm ready for another year, baby. Let's do it. Georgie. <laughs> Take it away. The best gift actually was disappointing. I didn't have a great gift that came to mind right away, which means that all either all my gifts sucks or all my gifts were amazing um, and equally touching. So I think the act of giving a gift is a gift and that's probably the best gift.